0: Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. So welcome back to another episode of Messy Closet and this is already one of my favorites because I have two of my favorite podcasters here with me. I have Tracy and Rosati and we met in the weirdest way possible. So Tracy, you have heard um my episode, Back to the Nitty Gritty. She's host of Gritty Mystic Podcast, but Rosati, you guys have not heard from yet. And she is host of Night Owl Podcast and up and coming TV chef, although she doesn't like to say oh, that she is. <laughs> so hey, you guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for So having- good.
1: Good to see you both. Oh my gosh.
0: And look who just joined us. It's Yay! It's the TV's playhouse here. I'm totally loving it. So, hey, Keyshawn. we're already in the episode. We're recording. Hello. Hi.
1: So, we were just talking a little bit about
0: how we all met, which is so strange. (laughs) All right. So, I'll jump in. We met on this social podcasting app, or at least that's what it was um, when we met. And it was like these 15 minute podcasts. And we would all meet up via Zoom like we are now. And it's called Solve. So if you guys do have a chance, go download the app because it is awesome. And we did some great podcasts. So I've got now Keyshawn Raines here with me as well. And she is known as the Calm Coach. So we all met because we all either hosted each other's, or hosted or were guests on each other's solves, and now they're all here with me, and we're all pretty much crazy Gen Xers from all over the United States and the world. So, Rasati, I was, I was um, embarrassing you for a moment <laughs> <laughs> about your podcast and your, your cooking show, And um, well, first introduce
2: yourself to all my peeps out there that listen. Sure, of course. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, first of all. So my name is Ross I am based out in Singapore, but I wasn't always out here. So I was born here, but I was out in Virginia for about 20 years before I decided to head back home. I chose to podcast and document and, um, educate a little bit about my life. And then of course the things that I was learning along the way. So there's a lot of contradiction in there on my podcast that shows you that, you know, you learn something, you apply it, and then you learn something better. And you kind of like dump what you learned first and you, you adapt. So this has basically been what I've been trying to teach because my profession is to teach emotional intelligence and regulation, um, And yeah, so when I found Solve, I was introduced uh, because somebody actually invited me from Instagram. And then from there, I've met this gorgeous tribe of people. um, And then, of course, three of them happen to be here with me (laughs) on this episode. So I'm actually really excited to see you all again, talk to you all again.
0: Yeah, I was so excited when you guys all agreed to be part of this because we haven't done this in so long. And You know, we're right now, if you obviously you guys are only hearing our voices, but we're face to face so we can see how adorable we all are on the zoom and Tracy um, again Tracy's been on an episode before we talked a little bit about everything in our own spiritual journeys, so
1: Tracy say (laughs) hey to everybody. Hey, it's good to see you guys. Good to be on. Um, Coming at you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And yeah, I'm the host of the Gritty Mystic podcast. And we talked all about that on our previous episode. But my first introduction to Solve, I was also invited um, via Instagram. I think they kind of targeted podcasters to to, to jump into this experiment with them. And um, in the first Solve that I was in, Rosathi was the host and, uh, oh, yeah yeah I and remember. so that's so many yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm cool. sure sh- I was like I'm sure you don't remember since you've done hundreds <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs> I got a little <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and we also have the calm coach and I'm on the east coast she's way out on the west coast Keyshawn Rain so welcome and thanks for joining introduce yourself to all of our listeners out there
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Keyshawn Rains, And like Roseanne said, I am the Calm Coach. I've been podcasting for about five years now. And the way that I was introduced to Solve was through TikTok. So one of the developers was on TikTok and was making videos about social media and ways to connect. And I saw the ad for the app. And at the time, that was, you know, when we were solving via Zoom. So before the app was even an app was in when I got started. And I remember Rosati being on one of my songs with Morgan and like the other folks. And I was just like, this seems pretty cool. And it came around at a time when all these other social audio apps were popping off like Studio and then, you know, Green Room, of course, Clubhouse. And so yeah. I had no idea what to expect and yet somehow kept seeing these or hearing from these three other voices over and over again. <laughs> and at one point was like, are we the only people on this app or are we just really interested I was in I remember having yeah. that conversation.
0: <laughs> we were like, what, what happens best when people. we're like the famous people on Solve and everyone's like saying how, you know, stupid they think we're, our opinions are or whatever. <laughs> And then I was introduced to solve via Instagram. Same thing. I got a message and it was, you know, Hey, do you want to do this 15 minute podcast? And I'm like, do I want to talk? Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk more. And what I loved about it was my podcast does have some of my friends on and, you know, as it's grown, it has had more, but I'm, I've am i been doing them five days a week now. So it's me talking to me about me all the time (laughs) and it's so nice to have had other voices right because I'm a I like to bounce ideas off of people like I think it's great to listen to one voice but also are they always right
2: no even if it's it's yourself you know you're not always right Absolutely right so something we actually discovered in the in the process of this is everyone has their own way but that doesn't mean it's mutually exclusive so we Mm -hmm. got a chance to discuss how maybe somebody else's idea was different than ours or may have contradicted ours but it doesn't mean that it's wrong so that was kind of I think it was revolutionary a little bit because I don't hear that very often normally it ends up in an argument and people are like on different sides but it was very calm and it was very friendly and Mature even and it's I was very surprised. collegial. Yeah. I'm not always mature. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but we're like fun and right? mature. Like <laughs> yeah. 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 That, yeah. Definitely but that's, there. that yeah. was one of the things that surprised me the most. And then the other thing was creating this camaraderie that we all have. Based on, I believe, what we're doing right now, looking at each other on Zoom and laughing and seeing each other's like genuine faces. I mean, the cool thing about it is, you know, you're coming into this blind, literally, like you almost don't know anyone. And all of a sudden you're face to face Zoom with people. So immediately like you're game face on and like definitely for me, I was trying to be on like my best behavior and I'm just meaning like the least sarcastic possible.
2: Of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Till I got to know everyone. <laughs> but also so- what that did for me was it opened me up to that listening because I was blindly coming in with people I didn't know. I think I would have like maybe argued with friends a little bit more because there would have been a bit more of that comfortability. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. But
0: it was, Really cool, I think, to build a relationship based on the mutual respect of listening to each other.
1: I think yeah. this is an yeah. important point that people who are who are listening who haven't been a part of Solve um, probably don't know is that you know when you have your own podcast, you invite people to be your guests, yeah. and you okay. could do it that way with Solve. But most people left the panel positions, the guest positions open, so yeah. anyone could just pop in and be your guest on the topic that you were presenting and right. so it was really fun to see who wanted to show up and talk about stuff
3: right I think that's a really good point point. and I remember a time when someone got on the panel that I had never met before and the conversation was like kind of very like woman focused and it was a, a guy who jumped on the panel and I remember having like a slight like 15 seconds of panic, like, holy shit. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about? This be? But, and it ended up just being the two of us, which was cool because then it was like, like Roseanne was saying earlier, it was a conversation where I was able to kind of hear from the male perspective about this particular topic, really related to like motherhood, which of course turned into a conversation about parenting. But it was, again, it was a moment where this is somebody that otherwise I might not have connected to. I might not have reached mm-hmm. out to, to ask to be a guest on my podcast. And we ended up having- a really great conversation. So that was one thing I liked about, like I would say about the Solve community is it does kind of throw that wild card feature out there because as like you said, Tracy, as a podcaster, the first season of my podcast, like the first 13 episodes was with people that I know in real life. And I was like, Hey guys, do you mind if I get all up in your business and then (laughs) publish it in the whole world? How do you guys feel about that? So that's how it started. And then of course, over time kind of expanded and reached out to people that I don't know, or people that I feel like I've been influenced by on social media in some kind of way. And I think solve just like created like another vein. And then somehow this collective happened so beautifully. And so I'm like, good job so whatever magical algorithm they got going on you know put us in the same place at the
0: same time and i'm so happy that you said that because you know i my podcast is the spiritual journey of generation x and it's not mutually exclusive to our generation i do like to talk to millennials and boomers and gen z to get input because i don't understand you know anything but us really right. but um you know, the the part about just bringing everything together and the algorithm, and when you study the internet and thought patterns, thought patterns are life. So we really are walking through life in our own algorithm and somehow that brought the, the four of us plus, we're missing a few tonight, together to talk about these things. And it's like, if that's not the most like weird spiritual journey, like kismet ass shit, I don't know what is.
2: There'd be no way for me to
1: meet you guys without solve. No way.
2: Exactly. And and I was going to say it came at a time for me where I was kind of feeling alienated. Like COVID is kind of done, but we were still struggling to kind of get back out there. And I don't know about you, but my business was stuck. I didn't know what to talk about anymore and it came at a time where I finally got to meet like-minded people I was doubting myself so bad so when I got on these panels it was like oh I do have stuff to contribute and I could like you know add things and help people and you know sound like I know what I'm talking about so that was really helpful but more than that like look how we connected even outside of solve like solve has been there for us for at least over a year now we don't solve as often as we used to but I keep in touch with all of you, you know, individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy and I talk very often. Keyshawn and I are part of a goddess group that her family has, you know, created. So we keep in touch. Roseanne and I, you know, talk about, you know, things that we see that are ironic or sarcastic in nature, but yep. we get to discuss some of those things. So uh, we still kept in touch. So even if Solve, you know, kind of stops what they're doing, we're good. We I made a couple of friends for life, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I agree
3: wholeheartedly. I think that's one thing that I would say. I know folks have different opinions about like social media, social audio, et cetera. And I think that what's been really great for me about just being active in new platforms like solve or like, there's another one that's coming out called pods. I did get an email about that, Um, but Mm -hmm. it's like finding your people, you know, Mm. is really valuable. And I think like for Gen Xers, you know, we're in our forties, you know, or maybe fifties and finding community isn't always that easy once you get to later stages in life. And then you have like the people that you kind of rocked with in your twenties where you're like, ah. some of them might've survived the twenties, but then other times you get to a point where you're like, I have kids now, or I have a spouse, or maybe I don't like my kids right now or whatever it is. It's like yeah. nice to have other people that you can genuinely feel a connection with and feel safe Mm -hmm. enough to kind of express alternative ideas and not worry about the the sanctity of the connection anymore. I think it's really dope. And I think that social, you know, in this case, all served as a great platform to build these connections. And I'm curious to know how many other solvers out there stay connected like we do.
2: Yeah, yeah, actually.
0: And I find it interesting. You guys really, I want to just put it all together. Everything that you've said is COVID took a toll Mm -hmm. on everybody. And, you know, I think for Gen Xers, like, we had like PTSD of being like latchkey kids again or something. And, and, you know, like you're punished. You're not going out. Like you were like locked in your room. You couldn't even sneak out the damn window to go hang out with your friends. And for me, some of my friendships because of political differences, because of religious differences, because of pro-life and pro-choice differences, for whatever reason, certain relationships of mine suffered a bit and I'm like, wow. And saying, you know, maybe these relationships and friendships from your twenties are stunted now. Yep. Because maybe it was, that was all it was meant to be. And you thought, okay, this is gonna like sustain me through life. Like I have friends from childhood, like 46 year friendships, almost 47 year friendships. They're more like family. Those will never go away. Mm-hmm. But for other friends, some of these things and, and the things that have taken place within the last, I would say, five years did damage. Well,
1: yeah. What I observed is that COVID just prompted everyone to reevaluate what was important to them. Mm -hmm. Mm. suddenly so many people were dying there was so much unknown about this situation we were living in the workforce completely radically changed social structures changed we were at first like taking Clorox wipes to our bags of chips I mean it was like crazy world right what is important to me Right. And and so that's why some of those relationships that we had maintained before, just because we would run into them or or whatever, they were just like part of social networks, people reevaluated what they wanted to put their energy into. And, um, that's, that's for me, the reason why some relationships just dropped off. I just didn't give them any more energy because I was like, I need to pour my, myself into what's important to me, what's meaningful for me. And the miraculous thing is like meeting people through the internet, through a social media platform that became some of those people for me, you know, I just, it's. I never expected that to happen. I thought this was just going to be a fun little experiment and we do some social podcasting. Ha ha. It'll be, (laughs) you know, whatever. I am stunned and amazed um, that this level of connection was, was possible.
3: I think it says a lot about what we were, what we were making ourselves available for as well during that time, because I think that being in quarantine for depending on what state you were in you know some quarantine lasted longer than others but depending on where you were in the world even for that matter being in that like lockdown period where with the exception of like whoever was in our homes with us our interaction was limited to the internet and depending on what we were making ourselves available for making the choice to say hey i'm going to jump on this app And I'm just going to start having conversations with strangers. Like that's pretty freaking courageous, you know, to do. And so I think what it did is it kind of put us in a position where we were open to developing new connections with people, even though that might not have been like the intention when we first jumped on, you know? Right.
0: Right. I agree. I don't know if I was thinking of it in that way. I was more just almost clinically going in to give my words. And then I was like, oh, people, oh, they're so nice. (laughs)
2: Right. Uh, And when I was invited, it was, you know, a specific topic. And I was like, I was still trying to figure out why they picked me of all people, because to me, it felt like an invitation to stand on a panel, which technically it is, but not with that, you know, you're not on stage in a panel. Like, so I was like, wow, so, you know, honored. I sat and started talking and it was like, now I know why I didn't connect with just anyone in my own backyard. Now Mm. I know why I miss, you know people who live through some things and then speak because I felt like for a long time when I was growing up, I felt like the little kid at the big kids table. And then for a while I started feeling like, okay, maybe I'm the big kid at the little kids table who's in timeout because I don't identify with any of these people. I feel a little out of place. But then when I found solve, it's like, Oh damn, where are y'all been? Like, this is really yeah. cool. I get to finally talk at my level. So I think that I had already gone through that phase of I'm kind of weeding out people that I, Have outgrown somehow and rather than insult them or you know keep the emotion off my face somehow so that they don't realize that okay this is weird and i don't know if i believe that anymore and i don't i don't do those things that you're all talking about anymore i found the people that i had kind of naturally grown up to become like um, Mm -hmm. and i had left that that version of me behind so as much as I had kind of shut myself off from the rest of the world, this came at a time where I finally got to be all of myself because I had slowly been, you know, reducing, reducing, muting down a little bit so that I could fit in with the people that lived in my house. You were right. You know, we we were stuck in our mm. houses with whoever was in the house. And this came at a time where it really did. It rescued me from forgetting what I was capable of because I had reduced myself down to such a yeah. level that it kept the people in my house feeling safe and okay about themselves. Because mm-hmm. I was just too much, apparently.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with being too much? Maybe they're you not know. enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah.
0: And that's um, I mean yeah, that's a big grateful. part of it. It gave us a a voice beyond the podcasts that, that we were putting out there. So, you know, not only did it give my podcast, you know, more people to listen, but it gave me podcasts to listen to. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, they feel this way. And you know, you do. And when, when you listen to someone speak, whether it's on their own or with a guest or in a group, you do get to know who they are, especially when the topics are as completely random as the ones that we've picked. I mean, we were talking about anything and everything, but, yeah. they were so poignant as well.
2: Definitely, And, and, and it felt like um, the more you listen to people who are put in random situations, the more you can really feel that there's no way to fake that it's live. Right. It's being recorded live. So if someone says something and you can tell like a word kind of caught everyone's attention, how they respond to that, that mm. really means a lot. And in the moment, a lot of times you can't you can't fake yourself through it. It really does matter how you respond and how, if you take offense, if you don't take, it, like all those things really matter. You can't fake that at all. And that was, yeah. so, was so special about Solve.
3: I think also like the, oh, I was going to say, I think the brevity of it too was different because like typically mm. a podcast is 45 minutes. Some podcasts are like 90 minutes long. Yeah. So yeah. to say like, okay, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. And you better not talk too much, you know, and everybody gets a chance to get heard. And we want to talk about some real interesting things. It's like, it made it more like natural because it's like, hey, I'm just going to say whatever's on my mind out of this gate and hope that it lands. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. And then, okay, we've got
0: 30 (laughs) seconds left and let's wrap it up, you know? Wrap it up. (laughs) And if you guys are listening, like you'll hear, we're actually all letting each other speak rather than interrupting. Mm -hmm. And this is like- a kind of solve, set a precedent, I think, for Indeed. etiquette, for speaking to each other. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, I'm just, I really enjoy about it all because we all just are like, yes, please take the floor, go ahead and speak. And I think growing up, at least me, I grew up not just Gen X, but in a New York Italian American Catholic family with 900 people. And we're all at the decibel that like, (laughs) you you can hear us on Pluto. Like, you're not loud, you're not heard. And I was Mm -hmm. this little, I was born a five pound bag of sugar is what my mother called me. So I was the tiniest one. Even my little sister is bigger than me. So if I was not louder than everyone, I wasn't eating, drinking, Mm. like I had nothing. No, I mean, not really. But, you know, you just you want to be heard when you're way, way low and everyone's so loud. So for me, podcasting was like, here's my voice. And you don't have to agree with all the things that I'm saying. You could say, no, I remember your story differently. Yeah, but I remember it my way, my damn podcast. But, you know, also it was giving me that voice to be heard where I'm not like this tiny little girl or tiny little lady in the background that everyone's like, I'll just just stop paying attention to her. I'm like, no, pay attention. I'm smart. And that was one of the things that made me feel, I guess more confident because like during the pandemic, everything just went down the toilet. Like my confidence, my, I hated my job anyway. I couldn't wait to quit, but I was like, what do I do now?
1: Yeah. The structure was all about, people's voices being heard. And, um, you know, following on what Kishan said, yeah, we had 15 minutes. I mean, just imagine <laughs> having a complete conversation in 15 minutes and different hosts did it different ways, but girls, I spent time coming up with my questions and yeah, we could tell though. I wanted we to like it. get to the heart of it, you know. And mm-hmm. I was stunned at how deep we could go so fast. It was mm-hmm. just really fun to see that happen. Just magical things happened in those fifteen minutes.
0: Absolutely. So, do you guys have your own favorite solve episode that you could think of off the top of your head? Oh my god! One
3: of my favorites. There's so many. One of my favorites was <laughs> with Roseanne, where we were talking about. Uh, it was like a, something about like war Halloween. It was a conversation. We had it recently. It was a conversation this about Halloween therapy. Dressing up for Halloween therapy. Yeah. It was a therapy episode and we got on the topic of like Halloween and it was just a moment where I was like, we are talking about the most random stuff ever, but this is such a cool conversation. Yeah. And then my second favorite I would say so far is the series that Tracy led with the uh, four agreements. That was, a really, that was going to be
0: mine. Probably. That's in my top. Definitely. Right. Yeah, definitely. four agreements was fabulous. Rosati, yours with um, was one of your Netflix series. Um, <laughs> house of
2: yeah, house of-, house of I can't remember now. It's about that that family that lived in one house and they all yes. like end up. They all killed each other, kill themselves. It was, it was crazy, like the yeah. the cult thing. House and so House of House of yes. yeah, but that was that
0: conversation was like. Deep, like shook you to your core because we got into some yeah. dark. It was yeah. a good dark conversation. I but like it was the like this is, series this is that thing.
1: we
2: did, Roseanne. The
1: moon. The moon, moon oh, oh, yeah.
2: series. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah,
2: that was yes. good. Um, I really enjoyed, and Roseanne hopped in on a couple of these. So, Keishan, you were talking about, you know, sometimes you have conversations about women and men hop on. I had a, I had a series about men, and Roseanne hopped on, and that was actually quite interesting because we got to see how. We feel about what men go through, and then men having being able to explain, well, okay, but this is actually what it looked like on our end. So that was actually really interesting. Um, I, I loved was all glad the I popped series.
0: on because I actually yeah. really wanted to like hear firsthand. I really kind of mm. went more to listen, but I was like, I just want to be there. Yeah, that one was interesting. I think it was and also cool that we my were Back able to the the future to... series. I liked yes, my whole like about Back the seventies, eighties, future... like nineties. I mean, because that's I what like I, I, I hear.
2: But what were you going to say?
3: Sorry. Oh, I was going to say what I also liked about like what Tracy mentioned earlier, just about the structure of the conversation was that when we had like the Roe v. Wade kind of series of conversations Mm -hmm. that happened when Mm -hmm. the the SCOTUS ruling came out, even having conversations and panels that had both men and women on them, it was like Mm -hmm. we were still able to just have like respectable conversation. Maybe some alternative views were presented, but it was also really telling and I think yeah. things like that, um, those are poignant moments in like social audio history that people would yes. go back and listen to and hear how people were actually feeling when that was
0: going on.
2: Mm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's been, you know, it's been a ride because we really were given like carte blanche to create anything about anything. Exactly. You, you could have done a whole solve about the color red <laughs> and people would have brought some magic and i think that yeah. that's amazing and you know here we are we're all you know i guess i guess maybe because we are all the, the gen xers basically or or like the like well rj's a little younger than us but she thinks like a gen xer and she that's does. how we all sort of sort of i guess created this melting pot of I don't know what we're creating here, ladies, but it's powerful. Like, I can see it and feel it through the screen that, like, you know, whatever energies we have going on together, and I know you're, you guys are all up on this, so I could philosophize a bit about how the algorithms literally brought us together, and not just on the internet, but... Our own brains that act as our machines that download information Mm -hmm. brought us to the point where we all reached solve together. And now we're like, hey, let's be on Roseanne's podcast, Messy Closet, and talk about this. And I'm just so glad you guys are all here. We're
1: quantumly entangled now, girls.
3: I was was going to say. I was going to say, you can't get rid of us now.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been a whirlwind and, you know, I don't want to keep the audience too long. I don't want to keep you guys too long, but just around one more time, what is the biggest surprise that Solve brought into your life? Like something that's really just eye-opening, heart-opening, mind-opening,
2: honestly I found my new support system literally like I found people that for whatever I might be experiencing there is a person that I've spoken to like really spoken to the the kinds of friendships that we you know build in real life you build faster on solve (laughs) because of the kinds of things we talk about yes yeah I
3: can echo that and say that I what surprised me was building genuine connections because I'm, you know, I'm a geek. I'm gonna download any new app and am going to try it out for a little while. And if it's trash, I'll throw it away. But so going from like clubhouse, and then I got invited mm-hmm. to be on wisdom when that first came out. And so there's like, and then uh, almost called it greenhouse, green wood, green space, something that doesn't exist anymore, but wow. going into those spaces, There was so much like toxicity with the way it was run. The culture was a little wild. So I came in to solve kind of saying like, well, we'll see how this turns out. And this was definitely a surprise, like finding genuine connection with real people that are like-minded, like spirited, that are like Prasati was saying, we're all sitting at the same table. You know, we're all speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. That was a really good surprise for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I echo that too. And, you know, we, we've talked about it throughout this conversation. But, you know, the, the second thing I would say is there was an intentional culture at Solve. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't ever afraid of joining a Solve with people. I didn't know anybody on the panel or mm-hmm. I didn't know the host. Mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid because it was just the culture was very intentional. It was not a scary place. It was a really wholesome place. And that's just, it feels kind of rare. And so I I so appreciated that.
0: Yeah, I, I totally get that because, you know, I, as much as I speak, as much as I have been on stage and, you know, put myself out there, TV, whatever the hell I've done, I still always get those terrible nervous butterflies right before I do anything and it's really just because I care so much and I want it to be as perfect as possible and I do get that before every solve pretty much because I just want to do my best but way more comfortably than my normal I know everyone in this cast really hates my guts, so I got to go out there and do the best, better performance than all of them so I could just walk away with my head (laughs) held high. It was like each time I felt good and accomplished Mm -hmm. after turning that button off and putting in my final thoughts that you type in. I can't remember what it's called right now.
2: (laughs) Takeaway? The, the takeaway, thank
0: you. yeah. So you know, it was it's really definitely, of course, our friendship and our connection, but just the feeling of finally accomplishing something that is worth it mm. in the world with, again, my words, not my face, not my body. And I'm not devaluing myself or anyone else for that. But growing up a Gen Xer, it was all about how you looked, how you dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have to be the most beautiful, but you better have some good clothes, some good hair, some good makeup. And it was very materialistic the way we grew up, especially the in image. the eighties. Yep. The eighties was a decadent decade. Yeah. So to for those of us that I believe are like us, where all of that isn't as important as being authentic and putting yourself out there, having your words matter. That is what surprised me the most is how those people kept coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you guys, some of you are here, you, you three are here valuing that again on my mm-hmm. podcast. And thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so you guys, we are going to say a ciao for now. This one is in the books. It's one of my favorites. So, Tracy, Rosati, Kishan, love well, you, you all. Yes. All right, this you. has been another episode of Messy Closet. You guys, don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.